Welcome to the 11th episode of the Conscious CEO Series podcast. The episode today will explore how can the chair and the CEO work together productively. And this is probably one of the most often asked questions that we get in working with boards and chairs and CEOs. The relationship between the chair and the chief executive is probably the most important relationship in the organisation. We've seen many instances where both public in terms of newspaper reports and television reports and also anecdotally where people have talked within their industry of where this relationship has actually broken down. And it's usually with either the CEO resigning, literally, or being asked to resign, or the chair resigning, or not being re-elected. And our experience is usually that the chief executive suffers the fallout. In turn, the whole issue can be very debilitating for the organisation and for its reputation and for the loss of focus at both a strategic and an operational level. And it's for these reasons that the relationship between the chair and the CEO is truly one of the most important relationships in the organisation. As both a board chair and also as a chief executive, I found the best advice given to me was by Bob Joss, who was then the chief executive officer of Westpac Bank, who's now dean at Stanford University. He was also my chair when I was the chief executive of the Australasian Institute of Banking and Finance. When he was asked what the relationship between the chair and the CEO should be, he replied, Steve, it really is very easy. It's a relationship with only one rule. No surprises. Because a surprise will only ever happen once. So the true rule that I found from behind this is that the chair and the CEO have to have this special relationship where communication about all issues needs to be on a regular basis. So this can translate into some very practical advice. As a chief executive, it would be very useful for you to ensure that when the chair first takes up the position of chair, that you and the chair have a discussion about how it would work best for both of you. It's important to have a discussion about who is going to speak on behalf of the organisation, what the chair's expectations might be in terms of communication with the chief executive, what the chief executive's expectations are about the amount of input and the relationship between the chief executive and the chair. So it's that sort of frank discussion right up front. When the chair's taken over the position of chair, one of the first questions to be asked by both of them is, okay, so how's this going to work best for both of us? Some other practical advice is ensure that the chair is the one that that you as the chief executive first go to if there are any potential surprises on the horizon. This might be in the form of a call from media or it might be that you've got word that something might be occurring that might actually be a surprise. Always ensure the chair is the one that you first go to. And even if it means sending emails as well as phone calls as well as any other means you have of communicating, um, go to and also be seen to be going to the chair first of all. Something else that works extremely well with this relationship between the chair and the chief executive is ensuring that the chief executive briefs the chair on any potential surprises and major issues that come up on the agenda of each board meeting but prior to the meeting. 
It's also very useful to develop up a governance committee, sometimes called a chief executive and board evaluation committee, sometimes called a succession planning committee. Develop up this governance committee of the board that the chair is actually a member of that is responsible for both the board and the chief executive's succession planning, performance management and evaluation. Now, the reason that we suggest this is that those responsibilities should not be vested in the chair alone because the chair may or may not be particularly good at this. The responsibility needs to be a shared responsibility and this subcommittee of the board, which is usually two, maybe three board members on it, plus the chief executive when invited, has the responsibility of ensuring that the board and the CEO performance management is taken as a very professional and regular process. So the relationship between the CEO and the chair is one of the most critical in the organisation and is based around the whole notion of no surprises. Whatever it takes, no surprises. If you have any questions about the relationship between the chair and the chief executive, you can email me at bowman at lifemastery.com.au and I'd be happy to reply to that. Also, if you'd like to see some more information that might be useful, go to our website www.consciousgovernance.com and you'll find a whole range of different articles, podcasts and things that will assist you to be a conscious CEO.